Oh, hello. Greetings, Reclaimers. I am 343 Guilty Spark, monitor of Podcast Evolved. Protocol dictates that you must listen. Come. We have a wealth of knowledge to share with you, and you don't want to make my blue eye red. Do you, Reclaimers? Welcome, Spartans, to Podcast Evolved, your home for Halo. I am your host, Oren, and with me we have a full squad today. We have David. Hello, everybody. Aaron. Hi, guys. And Krista. Hello. What's up, everyone? How are, you, how are we feeling today? Not Christmassy, that's for sure. <laughs> it is November 1st, the day after Halloween. Spooky season. It is the month of the Series X and the Series S. So close. We have finally made it. It used to be the month of Halo Infinite, but we'll not talk about that. And Cyberpunk. And Cyberpunk, yes. A lot of hopes and dreams have been crashed and burned. Yeah, it's been pretty bad, honestly. Want to do a special shout out to our Discord channel who is joining us here live. Got a handful of people spamming the chat. Let's go. Cal287, I see you in Hush Casket. We have a busy episode for you guys today. We have Halo Shadows of Reach, all of the Halo games, or the modern Halo games, Halo 5, Halo Wars 2, MCC, and Infinite updates. And we're going to round out the show with some talk about the Series X and Series S. We're going to give you guys a preview on some things to know before you get your consoles. This episode should come out either on launch day or, or you know, very, very soon thereafter if you are able to get your console on launch day. So, lots to talk about. Before we hop in, though, we got some social things. We have an awesome website, halopodcastevolve.com or halopodcast.com. has all of our episodes. You can check out all of our different shows that we have on there, like Mission Debrief, where we have a deep dive into Halo, every Halo game. We have our Halo Book Club, where we have discussions about the extended lore, we just did our Shadows of Reach book club and our Mona Lisa book club, so you can check both of those out. We also have our newest show, Builds with Blocks, which is centered around the micro-action figures of the brick-based construction sets that are set in the Halo universe. We have a Patreon, and we have to thank our patrons every single week. So thank you guys so much for your continued support. You guys are amazing, and the support has been just through the roof every single month. So thank you guys so much. We have some holiday things for the patrons coming around the corner. And if you want to become a patron, you can check out patreon.com slash halopodcastevolve. 
And finally, we encourage our listeners who want more to listen to to support Audible. Uh, you can listen to all of the Halo novels through audiobook format, as well as thousands of other novels, podcasts, wellness programs, and other Audible originals by using the our URL, audibletrial.com slash podcast evolved. And with that, everybody, what have you done last week in Halo? David, we'll go to you. I have played Mission Debriefs, which pretty much contains Halo Wars 2 for the moment, and we are just about to wrap up Awakening the Nightmare, which is the DLC, the last DLC for Halo Wars 2. It's pretty cool. We are enjoying it so far. We have one episode left to play and record, so it's pretty exciting. And after that, we'll have like a final, I think, farewell Mission debrief will probably go quiet for a while because some some jerks took took our game away. <laughs> the internet spoke too loudly and it scared Halo Infinite away. Yeah, now we now we have no more Halo missions to do anymore. Um there's nothing else to debrief. <laughs> we have been fully briefed. We are completely briefed, yeah. All the briefs are done. Now we're doing the Assassin's Creed series. No, no, we're not. <laughs> David wants it so bad. Big if, if true. I bet he has every episode already written out by now. I've thought about it a lot. I won't like, like a lot. <laughs> I will say during quarantine, I played Brotherhood and it was a lot of fun going back to the Assassin's Creed franchise. Play, I played the first two when they came out and then I hadn't played an Assassin's Creed game since. So then I played Brotherhood and I was like, man, this is a lot of fun. Brotherhood's such a good game. And then, escaping it, Halo, I was did some reading, because Shadow of Reach came out this month, which is, oh, last month, I guess now. Last month? We were very lucky and got, got some got, got a copy early, so that was really, really cool. So we kind of crammed read those books to get the book club ready, so that was kind of, that was cool. It was a really enjoyable book. The last third of that book goes crazy places, and it really picks up pace. And leaves the universe in an incredibly interesting place leading into Halo Infinite. So that's kind of like really exciting. Prophets rise from the dead and uh, continue their rampage. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> we didn't put the spoiler tag up here. And then we did a re-record for the Mona Lisa, which was cool for this month for the spooky stories. So um, that was really cool. So I both read and watched the, um, well, like about half watched the um, the motion comic. That was pretty much it. It was cool. Uh, Mona Lisa is a great story and deserves to be redone. And It deserves to be read. And I think it deserves to be listened to if you are able to get a hold of the audiobook, dear listeners. And you can check out our book club of that, which should be out because we wanted to put it out for Halloween, correct? Yeah, it should be out. Yeah. It goes out to patrons tonight and the regular folks on Wednesday because that's the way the recording works. So if you're listening live, it uh, will be out shortly. If you're listening to this episode on the podcast feed, it will be already out on our regular feed. Halloween's taking back November is spooky time. Yeah. Yes. That's all my Halloween. Krista, what about you? I pretty much have done the same thing as David. I read Shadows of Reach in like a week. It was a very fun week. Just like, sorry, I can't do anything. I have to read a Halo book. But other than that, uh, I dabbled in Master Chief just a bit. I played the Flooded playlist because spooky season. And that was fun. I like the cross-game playlists. They work really well. And they're pretty smooth. And they're very fun. I played the Library and then Cortana and all all of them in between. 
Funnily enough, they have the level Gravemind in Halo 2 on the playlist, but there's no actual flood in the mission. It just starts with the Gravemind cutscene. That's weird. Is, wait, is that not the mission? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Sacred Icon. No, this is the one where Master Chief shows up in high charity and starts wrecking ship shit, and the brutes and elites are fighting, but the flood don't show up until the very end of the very end cutscene of the mission. Which is basically the beginning of the next mission. Yeah. It was weird. I'm like, why am I playing this? Maybe they really wanted you to play with the OG the OG music with uh what is that, Breaking Benjamin? Oh I always I always make sure when I enter that room I put in the Breaking Benjamin music. I mean, come on. So good. It's so good. It was nice because everything was on normal and the last time I had played Halo at all was all on legendaries. That was fun. <laughs> good work, Krista. And uh, Aaron, round us, round us out. I just played Division. Boo! Boo! Boring! I'm going to pull the lever to launch you out of your seat. That's all I've been sort of playing this week. I've been doing a big pile. Me and David played earlier in the week. He gave me an exotic gun that he got. It's been the best thing I've had in ages. I'm a nice guy like that. He, he was very nice. It's a light machine gun with a bottomless clip. I can now live my dream of just walking around like a never-ending turret. It's been fun. Aaron, that sounds disgusting. How dare you. <laughs> I really don't think I've played much else. Uh, no Halo. No, that's about it. I've played a little Pokemon. Yes. Did you get Crown Tundra? No. Uh, there's a new DLC for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, no, I've been doing the Pokemon Go. Oh, okay. The Go... The goes. I haven't played Go in a while. I had sort of fallen off it for a bit, but then I sort of jumped back in with Charmander Community Day, so I've been like running about and doing a bit of that. Some bastard kicked me out of the gym here after 35 minutes, so I've now developed like a personal hatred of this person. There's a gym like right behind my house. So when I was like really into Pokemon Go and I was stuck at my house uh, because I was taking some online classes instead of going to school, I would just sit there all day and every time someone took it over, I'd just go back and take it back over. It was fun. I had a good time. That's all I did. <laughs> Big of the devil, the person's currently attacking my gym. So um, excuse me a moment. <laughs> Have fun. We're going to have live on our vengeance. While Aaron goes and takes care of that, I also read Shadows of Reach. Um, I sadly did not finish it in time to make it on the book club recording. Boo, stupid Aaron, boo. Boo. It was actually pretty crazy because when the book was released, we got the audiobook, and then I finished it like two days later. Meanwhile, it took me the two weeks prior to read like half the book. That's what happens when you just do audiobooks because you become spoiled and forget how to read. It's not that I have forgotten how to read. It's just that I spend so much time in my car at work that I can just blaze through audiobooks, which is why after I did Shadows of Reach, I also did Mona Lisa and I was feeling super Halo Evolutions. And so I also listened to Midnight in the Heart of the Mythlothian as well as The Return which I actually hadn't listened to before. So the return was new for me and I really enjoyed it. I think we still owe that one a book club. We we owe a lot of them a book club, honestly. So that's mostly what I did this week uh, as well as kind of caught up on all the Halo news, which we can kind of transition right into if you guys are feeling that. Let's do it. 
like we mentioned, Shadows of Reach is out. Our book club is out. We did all that kind of stuff. There is a short story called Sacrifice, if you didn't know. It's only available with the Walmart edition of Shadows of Reach, which is super lame. But we do have access to it as as the podcast evolved, uh, you know, cast here. So that will be a book club we will do in the not near future, but not too distant future. Definitely done by the end of the year. But we're we're not quite sure when exactly that will that will land for everybody. I'm excited. I know briefly what it's about. It should be a good little side story that just kind of helps rounds out a little bit of what we see in Shadows of Reach. It feels like a Christmas book club. Like Christmas Day? Well, no, like the book clubs we do at the end of the year, yeah. Yeah, we do a few holiday ones, and that seems perfect for here's a 20-minute book club. No, totally. We have we have a few to choose from that, that we all need to kind of just powwow through for the uh, for the listeners, so that can more than likely be included in, in that sort of batch that we released during the holiday season. I wanted to shout out to our friend of the show, Jeff Easterling. He did an interview with Choi Denning back on issue 109 of Cannon Fodder. If you haven't read it, I recommend you check it out. It's called Pin Umbra, and it's pretty interesting. It talks about Troy and his sort of Halo career as a Halo author. He has one or two short stories and you know four other novels, as well as Shadows of Reach, making his fifth. He's pretty ingrained into his own little section of the Halo universe. He's the Halo hotness right now. Yes, he is the Halo hotness, especially with Master Chief and Blue Team. That's, that seems to be sort of his focus within the Halo universe right now. Also, speaking of Jeff, he was featured on 343's Employee Spotlight. And so that was also an interesting read, learning a little bit more about Jeff and sort of his personal takes and interests and hobbies. His previous careers are pretty crazy. Like everything he did before he came to Halo, it's kind of mad. So huge shout out to Jeff. I also wanted to shout out the whoever took all of his photos. He seems to be quite photogenic. <laughs> Jeff loves his photos. <laughs> so so that's all that's all good for him. All right, the big game. We're just going to get this one out of the way first. Not out of the way, but we're going to just talk about it first because it's the most exciting. Halo Infinite. We're all super stoked for it. It's probably a year away. That's fine. But it is what it is. We have two blogs that talk about a, a hot topic in the Halo community. <laughs> the first one is just called Sweet Stories, and it talks a little bit more about some promotional partnerships that Halo Infinite and 343 are doing. And so we have the you know Monster Energy, we have Mega Constructs, but they announced another one with Mon- Mandela's Cookies, which are the, the company behind Oreos and Chips Ahoy. And so you can learn more about that promotion, like the Monster Energy and uh, on the packaging that you find in select stores. And also with the cookies, along with Monster Energy, you have a exclusive armor coating that you get by participating, which then prompt up a lot of conversation about armor coating. So the next week, there was a blog and it talked about armor coatings. That armor coating looks great, by the way. It's a nice purple, and that happens to be a color I enjoy. I'm not sure if you've noticed. We we hope that that's not the only purple. <laughs> so if you don't know, in the blog, this new one called Colorful Column, an armor coating, as described by 343, is a seven-layer shader that allows us, 343, 
to put any artist authored color material or pattern into seven channels and apply it to in-game items like weapon armor and vehicles. The coloration along with the materials and patterns will be baked into the coating and players should expect more robust per piece armor customization choices akin to what was available in Halo Reach and what was offered versus what was offered in Halo 5. In Halo 5, you only picked the armor and your helmet and you had your colors, whereas in pretty much all the other Halo games, you could pick and choose each piece. But now this armor coating is essentially a shader that you slap on and it has pre a preset cadence to everything. It's all predetermined. That has launched something that the internet's called shader gate. <laughs> armor coating gate a lot of people have been out crying on how we no longer have customization options we as the player cannot be unique and all this kind of stuff about oh now we have to apply and earn all these armor coatings and some of them will be behind microtransactions it hasn't even been confirmed about the microtransactions yeah we wanted to just kind of take a moment to clarify that yes, there isn't, although I will say though, there is a tweet that Unishek does put out that doesn't really say that there aren't going to be microtransactions. Well, of course there's going to be microtransactions in this game. Like, does anybody not think there's not going to be microtransactions? A hundred percent has got to be some kind of wreck system again, you know? Or like the season thing like Fortnite does, there's going to be something. I guess the two main points is that the Monarch armor coating that is part of the cookies partnership seems to more or less, like you said, Krista, to be the color purple. And so they're saying, well, if the color purple is locked behind a promotion, how does other colors be un- are unlocked to the player? Like, why not make a purple with a design and an accent to make it a little bit more elaborate be the promotional reward and keep just the standard basic colors, the ones that you just innately have. So we don't know the answer to that. And we'll kind of wait and see what it is. I never thought I'd live to see the day where people are upset about having to buy cookies. (laughs) 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 Just buy your goddamn cookies and be happy. I get where people are coming from. I do get it. I think there's a lot of... We're missing a lot of information. We don't even know how you earn things in Halo Infinite. We don't know how the multiplayer works in Halo Infinite. We don't know anything. They kind of just threw this out. Of course, they had to because these are promotions that have been in place for a long time. So while they haven't shown how multiplayer works, they still had to go through with these contracts they had with all these companies. And that's what's that's the problem. There's a disconnect because the gamers and the Halo fans don't actually know how anything works. We don't know how anything works, and there's a huge disconnect, and so now everyone's jumping to a bunch of conclusions, and it's just been a horrible PR mess for 343 Industries. I do think people jumped on the hate train, like, way too early. Like, there's this image that's floating around that's saying that armor coatings are $5, and that image, just, just take a look at that image. I doubt that's real. I mean, there is an image where when you redeem the code to get the purple armor coating, it says estimated value at $5. Has anyone else, is that only from one source though? It's from the website. I, I have some of the monster energy stuff. And I I think when I've redeemed five hours of times two experience or whatever, when you when you submit the code, 
and put it in, it tells you what its estimated value is. But I feel like that's just something that they have to put in every promotion. But the $5 tag is still, you know, a red flag from the community as to what exactly it means. So, yes, like you said, Krista, they, they kind of had to say something because they have to move forward with these promotions, even with the delay. And I think that Infinite and 343's sort of PR is in an awkward state to where it the game is not coming out soon enough to where they can start talking about some of these things and they need to kind of hunker down and not really talk about stuff because it could change because the release date's kind of far off. But at the same time, they don't want to just go completely silent and they want to give information as they can. So I think they're in this weird balancing act to where we should have this information because the game is supposed to come out next week. But because it's not, we're, we're hungry for information and, and the community really just nabs at the first sort of inkling of speculation that it gets. And like, I'm not opposed to these like super fancy shaders with like, could you imagine cool patterns and metallics and mats and, you know. Oh, totally. Like Destiny, you know, Destiny has some really cool shaders out there and they're super fun. And they come in all these different colors and color combinations and stuff like that. As long as they're not single use like Destiny. No, I doubt that. I doubt that. They're going to be unlockable. They're way smarter than this. It's going to be like nameplates. If you go on MCC right now and equip and look at all your nameplates, it's going to be just like that. It has to be. Yeah, I, I reckon it is too. And I think like people are they jump to such the negative conclusion as possible, as soon as possible. It's like 343 know what they're doing. I, When it comes to that kind of stuff, they're not going to fuck with the community. This isn't EA. This is like Phil Spencer, you know? The only thing keeping 343 going is the community. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, that's literally what they made this game for. There's no way they're going to, like, fuck with us with that. I mean, the REC system is probably one of the best implemented microtransactions you've ever seen because no one talks about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You never hear any shit about the REC system. You can earn anything you need by playing the game. You can spend as much money or as little as you want on the packs. And it's doable. It's completely doable to sit and grind out REC packs. It's not that big of a deal. I think it's going to be totally fine. I mean, all this marketing stuff, I never, I never really care for any of the brand-related shit that they do. And they've done it for years. Yeah, this is nothing new. I think new. giving away shaders is a cool promotion, though. You buy some Oreos and you get a cool shader for a game you're playing. Like, that's not that's not as much of an issue to me. buy a Nerf gun and you get a thing. I mean, I, I don't mind that. That's great. Like, it's not like you're spending $5 and just getting a shader. You're spending, like, $5 and getting cookies and a shader. Do you remember when, when they put rec packs in their books? Yes, they put rec packs in every single Halo thing. Yeah, control. you bought a controller, you got a rec you pack. You can get rec stuff. packs by watching HCS. Oh my god, I got so many that way. This armor coding system takes me to Halo 4 a little bit, because I think in Halo 4 they had different variants of armors that had a slightly different design when you customize your colors. So that's kind of the, the, the go-to Halo example that I'm going to. And again, when I purchased or rather pre-ordered Halo 4, I think I did it through GameStop because they had like six different exclusive armor coding things depending upon where you pre-ordered it, whether it was GameStop or Best Buy or like EB Games and whatnot. And for me, like I really liked the one from GameStop. So that's like, that's just what I did. And that, that's just, 
I don't know that it, I don't want to say like that's just the way it is, but like there's definitely not going to be a detriment to what's going to be available at retail. Also, Halo Four had the console, and when you got the console, you got that unicorn helmet, which was the most ridiculous thing ever. But it was so funny. It's like, oh my god, that guy spent four hundred dollars. The community were really pissed off about Halo Five having one set of armor that was actually 15 variations of the same set of armor with different paint jobs like this this gets rid of all that immediately because you have your one set of armor and you can throw different skins on it or shaders or whatever they're going to call them if anything it's going to make customization even more diverse i think it definitely will because i the, the two color system i feel like is in its simplest form just that just like super simple and basic you know, like destiny is kind of the go-to example to where yeah i'm not picking every hue of what i'm playing like an anthem or something but there's so many freaking shaders in destiny and they always are pumping out new ones and i don't i don't know how many are locked behind silver which is the the real game current like real money currency but i imagine it isn't a lot well, and here's the other thing. I'm sure all of these shaders are going to be universal. You you know, you can use them as many times as you want. And also, they're going to apply to weapons. They're going to apply to vehicles. It's not like in Halo 5 where you have to individually, like, I had, I found a weapon skin I really liked. I had to unlock it for my BR. I had to unlock it for my AR. I had to unlock it for my pistol. It was annoying. This way you get one shader. You're like, this is my shader. I love this shader. And you put it on everything you own. The only thing I'm wondering or worried about is, they haven't said yet, is it going to be one shader to the entire armor set? Will you be able to apply different shaders to different components? That would be cool, and I'm I'm hoping they do, but that would require them to go back to more of the reach customization, where you could customize individual pieces. Well, well they can do that. You can change each individual piece, but it's a question as to can you apply this armor coating to each individual piece. Does it apply to a one-fits-all, your whole suit of armor? Actually, while we're talking about this, can I raise a point? The community got really upset about, well, some people got really upset about this. You're either red or blue half the fucking time. You never see your armor. Unless they're going to the Destiny thing, where enemies are always just like red Red outlined and name tagged. Or if we're going to get a social space, that's my only other thought, is uh, we get a tower. That would be nice. That'd be interesting, I guess. Like another Warzone or something like that. Yeah, like Warzone Firefight's the only time I think I see my armor. And the only way I get to see it is if I grab a turret and run around the map like a prat. You never see your own armor color otherwise. You probably wouldn't, like... what? What's the... I haven't played it in fucking ages, but it's just fucking a free-for-all Halo deathmatch. Do you know what I mean? You'd see it where there's no teams. But how often are you going to play that? I never play modes like that. I'm terrible. Anyway, it's over. It's done. The last thing that I'll say is there's this image from the Destiny Reddit of someone putting different armor colors to their armor pieces, like what Aaron's kind of saying. And I'm going to blink it to the chat of what the potential armor could look like in Halo, if you can apply it to every single armor piece. But I have a feeling that the armor coating is going to be <laughs> designed and thought about with the co- with the idea of making it a cohesive... Oh, this is a Destiny thing. I don't know if I want to click on it, Orin. 
You might get a virus. Yeah, you might get a virus. But with that, let's move on. We have a bunch of other Halo games to talk about. Dear God. (laughs) And let's move on to the Master Chief Collection. Earlier last month, it was announced via Twitter that the Xbox Series X and S, well, rather, Master Chief Collection will have enhancements on the Xbox Series X and S through their optimization program. And that will include faster load times, cross-generation play, adjustable field of view slider, improved split screen experience and performance, and up to 4K resolution at 120 frames per second on the Xbox Series X and 120 frames per second at 1080p on the Xbox Series S. That is coming on November 17th. It is a free update to all players and through Xbox's smart delivery system, whatever console you're playing on, the most optimal game will be downloaded and updated onto your console for your gaming experience. I'd love to know how big it is. Uh, it's kind of a given, let's say, Halo Master Chief uh, Collection is always going to be installed on my Xbox, like always. And if I'm installing this on my hard drive, I really hope it's not a monster on the SSD because it sounds awesome. These, these updates, but I'm really curious to know what size the game will be. I think it's not going to be, it's going to be reasonably similar to what it is now because this sounds like it's just the PC port. Yeah. Like it sounds suspiciously like all the work they've no, done. I mean, on the I have PC no port. idea between console and PC specs of, I mean, it really could be anything. It sounds awesome though. Oh, totally. Like this is this is so like I'm really curious what 120 frames per second looks like. Only a few games that I really play on my console utilizes 60 frames. Your eyes are just going to melt out of your head. Like I notice a difference between 60 and 30 when I'm watching like YouTube videos and stuff. But like 120 frames, even moving, I think MCC updated some of the older games to 60 frames at one point as well as upping the the resolution. So like I don't know. I I don't even know what to expect. Like it's just going to be it's going to be nuts. Do you know what I find crazy though? Is the fact that they've pretty much said that like Halo Five is getting no updates for the next gen. It's just getting whatever it gets from the natural performance boost of the console. So I find that kind of interesting. That's jumping ahead a little bit, but we can we can bring that up. I've just looked it up there. The Master Chief Collection is a hundred and two gigs on my xbox right now and halo 5 guardians is 99 gigs how is halo 5 the same size as mcc <laughs> there yeah massive collection is the largest game on my console man oh man that's not surprising but these these updates could only make it bigger right most probably I don't know if it's master chief collection doesn't have any 4k assets does it like they're not going back and redoing Halo 2 Anniversary in 4K, it's just going to be that version in 4K. You think so the like, console's just going to upscale it? Well, I don't think it's going to necessarily upscale, but I think it's going to use the ten, like the assets that it has and just spit them out in 4K the best they can. The same way if you play it on PC now and you crank it up to look its best, it's still... No one went back into Halo 3 and did a full 4K redo. They just like tarted up the version that they have. So I don't think it'll add bigger assets. About the only thing left is that will actually probably put a little bit on it is the Halo 4 terminals because they are not in 
Master Chief collection yet, but they've added all the other ones. Do you still do you still have to go to Halo Channel for Halo Four? Yeah, but I assume that's because they haven't updated it yet. Probably gonna update when the game comes out. Yeah, they have to. So it's not like the PC is gonna go to the Halo Channel. Like still, that's a sizable chunk of your one terabyte. And if if maybe if it's getting updated, let's say it's let's okay, it's one hundred twenty gigs. That's a ginormous amount. But at least it's it's five games, so we can probably ra- well. I'm kind of thinking out loud. I'm rationalizing it myself as being like, yeah, okay, because I have a lot of games on my console now. This is kind of like my waiting my waiting pile. If it's installed, I'll probably get to it. Yeah, it, it'll definitely be interesting because like the way I'm basically doing it is that if I have a game that has an optimized for next gen version, that will then move from the hard drive to the SSD, and it's just like. All right, how quickly is that just going to fill up? I don't know. But super exciting. There was not a whole lot of more information on that in the most recent Master Chief Collection developer update for October. There was like an there's some questions about it, but he basically just reiterated everything in the tweet, so no real new information there. If the console can actually hit 120 frames at 4K, since it says up to 4K, there's probably going to be some dips, but it'll be interesting to see like Digital Foundry and people like stress testing that to see where the targets actually hit. That was like the biggest question mark and that kind of previewers were saying that you probably won't have 4K and 120 at the same time unless it's a platformer or something like that. But like a shooter, it seemed like a pipe dream. So this claims to be true. Anyway, moving on, Halo 4 is in the flighting program right now on PC, and it'll likely come out in the next two weeks, is my guess. I feel like Halo 4 comes to PC either on the 17th or like a few days before the 17th, and then just in time for the Master Chief Collections Series X and S optimization update. But with that, we get Spartan Ops, we get Campaign, We get improved customization options for Halo 4, as well as Forge improvements and many more. We get a new season, like a battle pass. I forget what they call it. I think it's just called season. I call it season, yeah. So that's coming. That's great. Although Halo 4's campaign and Spartan Ops do not currently support crossplay between Xbox and PC, but when Halo 4 is added to PC and we get the update on the consoles, crossplay between Firefight, Forge, and multiplayer will be enabled for all other games and modes, but not Halo 4. So that will apparently come later. For those of you who've been asking for crossplay between console and PC, that is around the corner coming later this month. So this is pretty interesting. So from the developer update, there's going to be an Xbox launch celebration stream. I had not I haven't heard any official announcement from Xbox saying that. It kind of makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think it was on Twitter. I think they they have like a uh, graphic. Okay. Well, the, the, this is the first I'm reading it, but but so Xbox will have its own launch stream, and not unexpected at all, Halo will have a presence there. And Sketch says that he and Farini say that the two of them will make an appearance at some point during the stream to debut some of the updates coming to Master Chief Collection for the Series X and Series S. So if you're watching that stream, you might be able to see some of these faster load times, maybe this 120 frames per second target on the stream on the 10th during launch day. Can you watch 120 or 120 FPS streams anywhere? Does YouTube or anyone 
support it? Uh, YouTube might. I know YouTube does like 4K and stuff like that. I don't know. If not the 120 frames per second showcase, I'm sure they'll show off the field of view slider. That's a highly requested feature for console spaces because, you know, the PC side of it gets um, optimization settings like that all the time. Not too uh, surprised about that, but they'll definitely highlight some of that and some of the other features, it sounds like. There's also some frequently asked questions on there, just asking about what's going on after Halo 4. 343 just kind of says they'll continue making quality of life improvements. Matchmaking to Spartan Ops might be something that comes next year in 2021. Some Halo 2 customization questions. So if you want to check out that whole thing, the development blogs are always the longest every month. So they definitely take a, a lot to get through. But if you're interested in kind of learning about the development side of things, there's, I think, two or three different interviews with 3 for 3 employees. So it's definitely worth the read if, um, if that kind of piques your interest on kind of what goes behind the scenes of uh, game development. And I just kind of had a throwaway question in here. They, they didn't release a d- date for Halo 4 yet, kind of releasing on PC and updating on the console space. Do we think it's going to happen on the 17th with the update or is that might be a before or after thing? It might be nice to release it alongside the X Series X just to have a Halo release on the same day. If it can handle it technically, then I feel like that's the way to go. Otherwise, have like Halo 4 come out like the a few days before and then do the the po- then do the upgrade like a, a few days later. That way if you had to split it up for technical reasons, otherwise to me it seems like a no-brainer. Just do it all on the 17th. Huge update, you get your console, you get your game and you play. I would be willing to bet it comes out like the week before just to make sure that it works. I think they'll update Halo 4 the week before. That's like this week, though. Well, the week before would be the 10th, which would be next, yeah, which is when the console comes out. The last couple of updates they've just dropped out of the blue and been like, hey, this is live now. I could see them doing that and double checking that it works. And then on the 17th, you'll just download your optimized version or update it and carry on because they don't want to drop that on the 17th and have someone go oh they dropped it on xbox series x and it's broken just like it was on xbox one so i'm guessing they'll just make sure it works first on xbox one and everything's all right i i think that's the way to do it unless like i said they're confident and the console space can handle it and they just drop a big update All right, moving on. David kind of jumped to this a little bit. We have Halo Wars 2 and Halo 5. And so the biggest question is, well, if Master Chief Collection is getting an optimization update for Series X and Series S, what about Halo Wars 2 and Halo 5? So regarding Halo 5, quote, Halo 5 is not getting the same optimizations for Series X and S as Master Chief Collection. Owners of the next-gen hardware are still going to see the benefits of faster load times and consistently higher resolution gameplay. And for Halo Wars 2, an update was pushed out recently to help improve stability for cross-generational play ahead of the Series X and S launch. But there is no update regarding optimization, but we as the players can expect similar improvements to Halo Wars 2 that were listed for Halo 5 Guardians. So we'll see what happens there, but I imagine this is something that just has to come next year. Is there a world where these two Halo games aren't optimized for Series X? I don't think so. I don't know. I could see it. I could see just not going to do it. I think the only reason we're getting it for Master Chief Collection is because they had to go back and tear it apart to fix it and rebuild it. And since they've been rebuilding it, I'd imagine they've been keeping an eye on this and saying like, 
part of the process is we're going to make the Series X version alongside it. And it's probably an easier thing to push as well. Like, I mean, the Hazard Chief collection, even for its shaky launch, probably has a bigger community behind it than Halo 5 does. Maybe. That's probably wild, you know, that I've said that out loud. Maybe that's an easier thing to get people into the Master Chief collection. Because, like, you're getting it for however the... I mean, free on Game Pass, but it's a relatively cheap game to get five amazing games that are now going to run super well. I don't think you'd need to, like... I mean, how big is Halo Wars 2 now? Probably the player base. I think it has a pretty solid player base, at least. I have nothing to base this off of, but, like, my gut is just is telling me, based off of the blogs and kind of how 343 has been supporting it, is that there's at least a solid player base that still plays the game and are passionate about it. Now, maybe that number is, is not high enough to warrant an immediate optimization, but I feel like sometime before Infinite's release, these two games will be optimized to some capacity. You know, may- maybe not to the extent that like Gears 5 is. I mean, I would I would hope so. But yeah, I mean, given, given the reception of at least Halo 5, maybe, maybe that's kind of what they're weighing. It may not be worth to go back and... and give those textures and those optimizations to that level of detail to those games where, yeah, people are kind of playing the original trilogy and some before uh, more. I really think if they weren't having to do the work on Master Chief Collection, I don't think we would have got that either. If it had have worked like the, it originally intended, we wouldn't be getting the series X and S version of Master Chief Collection, it would just be left with the rest of them and go, you can play it backwards compatible and it'll be a really crisp 60. So you think that since they're already under the hood of MCC, they might as well continue? I think that's the only reason they're doing it is because they've had to tear it apart and while they're at it, they've built a PC port and while they're at that, they've gone, we're doing all this work, we can do this with a next gen version as well. And I think that's the only reason we get it. So I could see like I could see a world where Halo Wars and Halo 5 maybe get like a touch up next generation, not the Series X, but whatever comes next. And for the Series X generation, you just play it as back compat. As long as it plays at 60 FPS and it looks good at 1080, it'll upscale it. Well also they'll want to um they'll want to get you off Halo 5 and into Infinite. But you'll want to go back and play MCC for nostalgia and for like, for for that kind of support. I think you'll go play Halo 5 for a bit of nostalgia too. But I think that's why they're doing the fake HDR with Halo 5. Like that's going to be when it upscales to 4K and they add in like the After Effects HDR. It'll look close enough and that'll probably keep most people happy. Unless I'm like playing campaign with other people, I feel like. The only reason for me that would go back to Halo 5 is for the multiplayer or you know even just Warzone just because it's it's one of the more unique Halo experiences that you can't really get in another Halo game. I just think that you could you could optimize the game to make those experiences better, but may, maybe maybe it's just like a manpower thing and they don't if they're trying to really double down on infinite and making sure that that's rock solid before that releases since it was delayed but yeah i kind of got a strange vibe that we may not get updates from these even though it's microsoft's flagship franchise and and all three games seem to have a relatively stable player base maybe they're unsure about it and just don't want to announce anything right now that too yeah could be as simple as that i have a quick question 
If you were to grind to 152 post Halo Infinite launch, do you still think you would get the uh, Legacy skin? I would think so. And the reason is because wasn't there a helmet in Halo 5 that you can only get from beating the campaigns in Master Chief Collection on Legendary? Is that true? I think I think one of the skull one of the helmets is like locked behind completing MCC on Legendary. Is it Helioskrill? Yeah, that's it. I think one of, I th- there might be a variant of Helioskrill or just Helioskrill. Do you get like an achievement or anything for doing the 152? Like is that how they're going to track it? There's no achievement. No. We can go back up here. It's not an achievement, but they did say that they're, it's what they're calling a legacy reward. And so when Uni was... Oh, actually, no, this was in the blog post. He says, this is a back about armor coatings to kind of bring it back there. We want to stress that we know some folks are going to be disheartened by the limited nature of some of these current programs, but please rest assured that the team has a lot of customization content planned, including items that will be earned in-game and some that will be earned as special rewards, i.e. the Halo 5 Spartan Rank 152 Legacy Reward. So whatever that reward is, they haven't said it yet, but I can almost guarantee you it's going to be a, at least the nameplate and probably an armor coding. Hopeful thinking is that it's an actual armor permutation. Maybe it's like a whole set. Maybe you get like an armor, a nameplate, a shader. Yeah, I feel I feel like you can get like the whole yeah the whole suite, the whole bundle, if you will. That that would be the 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 a la carte best option. But aside from a coding and a nameplate, I feel like that's kind of the bare minimum in my opinion. Unless there's some completely different type of customization or vanity setting that we don't even know about yet that they haven't even announced. What if they just went back to the good old days and gave you crazy armor that came from other franchises and they were like, hey, you want this armor? You've got to play this other first party game on Game Pass and you can have it. It's it's Locke's armor. Oh man, it's too funny. So they have Sea of Thieves and they have the Master Chief like ship that you can earn if and it was like if you played Sea of Thieves during this week, you can get the Master Chief ship. And I was like, should I just log in because I have Game Pass just to like create an account just to get that in in the event that I ever play it? And I was like, no, I'm probably just not going to play it because I don't have the time and the and like the the like oh, let me just call up this friend and hop on Sea of Thieves. And then fast forward to 2020 when we have this pandemic and everyone's at home and all of a sudden I have this free time and I played so many hours of Sea of Thieves and I was the whole time thinking about how I didn't have the Master Chief shit. I've done that several times now where I've fired up Sea of Thieves at a certain time just to get a particular like ship item or whatever. I was thinking we had Reach characters in Gears. Maybe they tell you like play Gears... On ma- or play Gears on Game Pass and we'll give you like this uh, COG-inspired suit of armor. That'd be sweet. Or like the or like another shader or something with the Gears of War logo on it. I think a nice blood red uh, shader would be just Oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah, give it, just do, just throw up a uh, an armor coating and it have the, the gear logo and have some blood splatters and stuff and that would be a great way for Xbox to promote all of its other first-party titles to Halo fans. Go play Sea of Thieves, you'll get this. Go play, you know, Gears of War, you'll get this. Go play Ori, you'll get this. Go play Starfield. They used to do stuff like that. Like, did, well, 
didn't they put a Master Chiefy looking suit of armor in Fable? I think it was like an energy sword, wasn't it? Well, there's there's a Spartan and in, in Killer Instinct, and the Arbiter, I think. The Arbiter and the Spartan, but like there was a suit of armor and the energy sword in Fable too. It was cool. So we'll see. We'll see what we what we got. But whatever the two fifty or one fifty two thing is, I'm I'm. I'm confident that if you were to still grind after Infinite's launch, you'd still be able to unlock it. I, I, I don't really know why they time gate it like that. But in any event, that's all of our Halo news. We're 50 minutes into the show and we had a lot of Halo news to cover, but we want to take a moment to talk about the Xbox Series consoles because this episode will launch either, like I said, on launch day or the day after. And there are a few things that we wanted to go over to help you guys get situated with your new consoles that that Microsoft has kind of pushed out. But before we get to that, I asked the live chat, who has a pre-order and what is the first game that they're going to play? And we had five responses. So we had Hushed Casket, who says he's going to get the Series X and play MCC. Orion the Elder says he, has, he will get the Series X and play MCC. Cal287 has pre-ordered the Series X and will play mcc matt will get the series x and play mcc everyone answered the same thing (laughs) mr chandy will get the series x and he'll play cyberpunk 2077 yeah or sunset everdrive so a little little difference there but it is pretty funny that the that you know assassin's creed that's kind of the first thing yeah no i was actually thinking someone was play assassin's assassin's creed is that would that be your pick David? That is 100% what I'm going to do because I'm an idiot. Does it come out day and date? It does, yeah. They they brought they brought it back up. It was originally November 17th and then after Xbox re- announced their date as November 10th, Ubisoft came out straight away and said Assassin's Creed is out November 10th. They did like an anti-delay. <laughs> an anti-delay. <laughs> I figured that was always, they were always going to do it and they just picked the 17th as a random date until it got announced. And I'm, I'm the Muppet who buys the stupid edition, so I pre-ordered the big stupid edition. What kind of big stupid stuff does it come with? The statue one and the DLC stuff and then all the other little bits that you like a necklace or some shit. It comes with the soundtrack. It comes with You better be walking around with anything wearable. Dude, you gotta you gotta promote that stupid swag necklace. I, I have the one from the pre from the first game origins. It's like the, the the eagle skull on a neck it's the necklace that Bayek wears. It's where the Assassin's Creed symbol comes from. But that's it's totally unwearable. Like you, you can't wear that. Uh, I think you should. You should go out <laughs> to a pub and wear that. I don't think so. Anyway, but uh, that's that's going to be my launch game. But um, it's kind of weird. I was also thinking the other day, like I was looking at the games installed on my Xbox One, and I was like, oh man, like ninety percent of these games I'm not going to play on this console. I will be playing them on Series A, like at the next gen. And that's kind of weird to think about looking at these games, going like, oh shit, I can just. What's the point in having these things installed? Yeah. I can't wait. Krista and Aaron. I know Krista has a pre-order. Aaron, were you able to get a pre-order? I did not because I'm waiting to upgrade my TV. I figured once Halo got delayed, I'll just make do with my One X for now. So I am not making the jump to next gen. I'm just going to live through you guys. So then Krista, what's the first game you're going to be playing on your Series X? Well, first, I have a pre-order. It's on Amazon and... Ever since I pre-ordered it, it says, order received, we'll send you an email with, you know, delivery information. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is this happening? 
So you're going to get it on December 10th with, when Cyberpunk comes out, is what you're saying. God, I hope not. I would be bothered just because I don't have it, but I'm not... It wouldn't affect any of my games at this moment. I want it because I want it, but I don't need it right now. I want it for Cyberpunk, definitely. But I was just going to be playing like Destiny Beyond Light when uh, when it came out, because that's free on Game Pass anyway, so I might as well play it. Oh, Aaron, the Division's going to boot up so fast. Like, so fast. No! (laughs) Dude, Destiny's going to boot up so fast. I know, I'm excited for that. At least you're not currently a console owner in England who's trying to figure out how you're going to get your console because they're now in lockdown. Oh, again? Yeah, they're going to be in for the next four weeks, possibly longer. So Game over here, which is our, like, game store is scrambling and telling people if you come in and pay for your console before Wednesday, then you can just come and collect it on launch day. But if you haven't paid for it before lockdown starts, you're shit out of luck. Oh, fuck. Damn. People are now like scrambling early to pay for their consoles. And all I was thinking was, if you were waiting until you got paid to have enough money to pay for your console, you're now sitting going, fuck. Yeah, that sucks. That really sucks. I guess the kids aren't eating for a week. Yeah, they don't need food anyway. The bastards. I did not pre-order the console. Once Infinite was not was delayed, I felt that I didn't need to be part of the first wave. But I, I do want it. Hopefully there's gonna be more units by like Christmas time because that's when like I get a nice long break from work. I think I can really transition everything. Cyberpunk will be out by then. I'll be pretty deep into Destiny by then. I think What's the other game I wanted to play? That horror game. I think it was delayed till 2021. Scorn? No, not Scorn. The other one. Medium? Medium. Yeah. Was that delayed? Oh, man. I think I think that's I think that's launch window 2021. Oh, I thought it was way sooner. That looks really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one. So, But it's funny. I think, though, whenever I do get it, since I already have Master Chief Collection already installed on my hard December. drive. That'll probably... Oh, does it say in the medium in December? 10th of December 2020. Oh, awesome. Cyberpunk day. There you go. Okay. I don't know what game I'm thinking of. But I think think my first game that I will pop in when I get the console will probably be Master Chief Collection, like our, our listeners said, just because I'm so used to the games. I have all these memories of them and to just see them again being enhanced and innovated and all that kind of stuff, I just feel like would be a very interesting and, and awesome sort of uh, moment. And then I'll hop into whatever game is out, whether it's Medium or Cyberpunk, whenever I get the console. So thank you, chat, for participating in that with us. For our listeners, here are 30 games that are optimized for the Xbox Series X and S on launch day if you are looking for a game to play. We have Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Borderlands 3, Bright Memory 1.0, Cuisine Royale, Dead by Daylight, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, Dirt 5, Enlisted, Evergate, The Falconeer, Fortnite, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Gears Tactics, Grounded, King Oddball, Maneater, Manifold Garden, NBA 2K21, Observer System Redux, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, Planet Coaster, Sea of Thieves, 
Tetris Effect Connected, The Tourist, War Thunder, Warhammer Chaos Bame Slayer Edition, Watch Dogs Legion, WRC 9 FIA World Rally Championship, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Yes, Your Grace. So if you want to check out those games, there's a link to all the storefronts from this news uh, xbox.com article that they, that, you know, Xbox put out uh, last month. So you can check that out and see what other games you might be interested in if you are looking for a new game after you've played some of your older games that have been upscaled. The Division, sadly, is not on this list, but I imagine that that developer would want to optimize it for Xbox at some point in the future. Even if it isn't the native, the backwards compatibility boosts that it gives seems to be impressive enough that it, it and that community and that game is still going really strongly. So I imagine it will too get get some some kind of updates. Oh, definitely. And I'm not sure when the Destiny update is. I think it's sometime in December that it'll get its optimization upgrade. It's going to be a great holiday, I think, once the console's out and games and developers start getting to their optimization updates in. And it should even be an eventful 2021 after games are already out and these optimizations are coming. So lastly, for our news is a little thing that Xbox put out that I wanted to share with everybody who is either still getting their console or listening to this right before they're getting it and they they need some advice on how to prepare their current games and profile for the upgrade because you can do what's called backing up your settings. All that is is that you plug in a USB and you back up your settings and when you launch, when you turn on your new console, you have a USB plugged in and it will find that backup and it will apply those settings onto your new console so you don't have to change anything. And so you can find this setting in profile and system, go to settings, go to system, and then go to backup and transfer and you can click on the button that says backup my settings. But make sure that you have a USB external storage drive plugged in before you do this. Uh, then once you back it up, it'll be saved on that hard drive. So if you already have your games that are optimized from that list, for instance, you can save those on your hard drive, plug it into your console, your new console, your Series X or your Series S. And then when it does its initial boot up, it will read that backup file, like I said, and automatically apply the backup to your console. And then you could just start moving your games over from your hard drive to the Series X and then it will notice that it has an update for optimization through smart delivery, and you can start downloading that instantly once you're connected to internet. So that should be a pretty seamless process to kind of help you prepare your current setup to your future setup this holiday. And then, of course, if you have any other questions, go to Xbox support. They can give you further instructions and details about backup settings and transfers. And with that, that's our news and our community evolved. Who wants to do our evolved digest before we get out of here? I'll do it. Thank you, David. So at the moment, we have the Road of Infinite, which is dead. It's dead orange. Just let this thing. No, die. it's not dead. It's like debrief. It's just going to sleep. Dead. Last month we did the Sentinels, and this month we are coming along with the Prometheans. We've delayed it a few times, we know, but like, so is so is Halo Infinite. So relax. It's okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> we also have Mission Debrief. The last episode that uh, aired was like Diffuse. And the next one coming up is the Archive, Archive even. And that is the second last mission uh, of Halo Wars 2, Wait, Awakening the Nightmare. The next episodes coming up are pretty much going to be a wrap up with the last episode. And then we're going to have one kind of final episode where we're going to just talk about stuff. I think Aaron's getting involved. I'm going to have some fun stats. Krista might do a graph. It's going to be interesting. Ooh, a graph. I love graphs. Video? No video. Video, no. No, no video for me. I can't do videos anymore. Not after the last one, Krista. You didn't like it. <laughs> you said something about my I mom. Got I all the views. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was a good video. Uh, the Halo Book Club. The most recent one we did was the Shadows of Reach, but we also have Mona Lisa in the bag, so that should be out, like we mentioned earlier, for patrons, and will be out shortly for everybody else. After that, we are going to do the sacrifice i think which is the short story that they snuck into the special version of shadows of reach so that's going to be our next one and that is pretty much us for the moment the build with blocks people are doing build with blocks stuff their schedule is kind of crazy so we kind of just leave them at it um i think they did an interview very recently and tom is super excited about it so when that comes you will hear about it from us if you're into the mega blocks yeah, it's best to follow our YouTube channel to stay up to date on the Builds with Blocks podcasts and their content as it has a lot of more video elements compared to our audio show. But it's also available on our audio feeds if you wish to listen to it that way as well. Yes, we are we are wrapping up the end of the year with Infinite Road to Infinite and Debrief. We have a few more book clubs planned and we also have our yearly end of year review that we'll be able to digest to you guys next month we will have another news episodes in two weeks from now in terms of recording and that will be our kind of post series x impressions hopefully krista has it by then hopefully (laughs) david has it as well and who knows maybe if i'm walking in a toys r us like i did for the xbox one and it happens to just be on the shelf i'll just buy it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, actually, that reminds me. There was a whole... I skipped the whole thing. You skipped the whole thing? We might have to save that one for another since we're running late. Okay. But we had we had a question and a discussion topic that was brought on by our chat. But I think, I think we'll save that for next time because we're running a little late. But like I said at the top of the show, visit our website, halopodcastevolve.com or halopodcast.com, and you can find every episode of all of our shows. Uh, It also features links to our Discord server, Facebook group, Patreon page, Xbox Live Club, and other contact information if you want to reach out to us. If you want to leave us a voicemail, we feature voicemails on our shows when we have them, and we can respond to whatever inquiry you have about this episode, an older episode, or just anything going on in the news, Halo-related or Xbox-related or really gaming-related. You can give us a call at 205-EVOLVE, which is 205-386-5833. And with that, everybody, I've been your host, Oren, and until next time, Evolved. Evolved! Evolved.